Subtle Beast, everybody. I am your host, Foltz. With me, as always, my partner in crime and brother from another mother, Mr. Steve Apostolopoulos. How are you, brother? Oh, I'm feeling good today, Foltz. How about yourself? I'm just happy to be back in the studio. Well, it's not that we haven't been in the studio, but I'm just happy to uh, be putting out some more podcasts. It's, it's been a while. We've been uh, busy. We... Uh, put on a live performance at freedom fest right right man i've i've missed recording uh the live performance though was awesome yeah i would have to say the the whole day in general from start to close was just great uh we had a bunch of people out there we had a bunch of different entertainment we had a bunch of uh local representatives and senators come out and speak and people that are running for office and then when that was over subtle beast closed it out and uh it was a great day. They had a huge flag ceremony that was going on. We had a, and everything was donated to Freedom Fest. We had a jump house, a petting zoo. We had our like barrel rides for the kids so that the kids didn't get bored during the speakers. And but yeah, I, I think that our uh, our set went well. How about you, Steve? Uh, our set was phenomenal. I I enjoy uh, performing as well as you. I know that you enjoy performing. But just to say the the Freedom Fest. From conception and and I got to follow you through the whole thing um, to the to the turnout and the actual day was so impressive. I'm, I was so impressed with Freedom Fest and how professionally it was put on. So kudos to you and your team. Thank Fantastic you. event. Uh, I wish you many more. I yeah, know that that's your passion. I, I there were people calling for. Uh the annual freedom fest and i think when i forget what speaker it was because that day is other than our set because we were performing it's kind of a blur rushing around but someone was like so are we gonna do this every year and i came out and said yeah um it, it would be great to do it every year but however i keep telling people it would be great to not have to do it for the reasons that we were doing it because we couldn't really well, Subtle Beast was supposed to do some live shows right before the country got shut down. So that w- that's why that was incorporated. And just, you know, a lot of people weren't able to uh, do regular things or, or have their kids outside and be able to do them in a, in, a, in a good environment with people that they knew that were no risk to them. So that was Freedom Fest in a nutshell. So we had a mix of uh, uh, hope with our speakers for the future uh, of our state. And we had uh, Subtle Beast come in, and I, I think we had great crowd participation. I that. was just thinking that, too. The interaction with the crowd, it's always my favorite part. Yeah, and we had, uh, we had a, lot, uh, a lot of good uh, – I wish we could tell you more about the set, but uh, being the fact that it, it, it was a live set and that we're hoping to be back on the road shortly uh, performing live – uh, we don't want you to, you know, look too much into it because right. it's we crowd participation. We don't want to reveal the topic. Uh, if you haven't seen us, you should come out and check out the show. Yeah, it's a lot of fun and uh, it's family oriented. Uh, as far as well, all of our shows are, even our podcast for that matter. So, uh, but uh, it'll, I guess it'll really depend on the venues that we're at. Uh, but uh, you know what, folks? This was a day show. It was a day show. And I'm used to doing night shows. Yeah. It so was, it was a, a different uh, experience. Yeah, it, it definitely had a different feel. Uh, 
but the energy was definitely there. We had a, there was a large crowd at Freedom Fest, and uh, the well, day show is cool. You can you can kind of look out and see the whole crowd and everybody. Yeah, versus being blinded by lights up on a, a stage or platform, and the lights are out in front of you and you can't see, and right. you're just hearing voices come back at you. So right, yeah, it's definitely nice to see because we were. I mean, you could see people clear as day, and people were interacting with us and uh, with our show and. Wow, what a, just a great day overall. I agree. It was a super fun time. So coming out of Freedom Fest, me and Steve knew that we had to get back into the studio. Um, so what we were doing, actually, we've been, uh, we've been talking about this show that we're going to do here, uh, tossing it back and forth for a couple weeks now. Um, and I think what might have pushed it for, to the forefront was uh, recently I was watching on uh, – one of the uh, you know movie ch- uh, channels or apps that you can get uh, Indiana Jones in the uh, Temple or not the Temple of Doom and the Crystal Skulls and I think I, I think t- you saw Temple of Doom also though. Oh, I, I did I, I went on a little in I love Indiana Jones oh my gosh but the but the the Crystal Skulls just really de- seems to resonate me resonate with me uh, if you know anything about that movie in the context of it and from beginning to end it's definitely in the wheelhouse of subtle beast and uh, so as it was coming up on the screen I took a snapshot of it and I sent it to Steve and then uh, so here we are now right and it's it it's been on our board and to see it again and have it get brought up was the the perfect time to do it it's uh intriguing to me uh, to both of us but uh it's absolutely it's the where i wanted to head so definitely we i think we wanted to do this show back in like maybe april or may and it just wasn't the time uh other information needed to be coming out and discussed at that time so but now I'm glad we waited because we were able to compile some even more information together. Tons of information. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to give you Subtle Beast's interpretation of the legend of the Crystal Skulls. All right. So should we just kick it right off, Steve, and get into some of the meat, and then uh, you yep. know we'll get into some of the, the side issues, if you will? Yes, yes. Okay, so are the mysterious Crystal Skulls ancient artifacts with mystical properties? So that's the question at hand here. Now... It was New Year's Day, 1924, when a 17-year-old Anna Mitchell Hedges first saw it, an object, such awe-inspiring beauty beauty and mystery that it would beguile the world for 70 years. Lowered into the gloom of an ancient Mayan pyramid at the Lubatan Belize, Anna saw a glimmer in the darkness. What she found was incredible, an exquisite, life-sized human skull crafted in pure quartz crystal. Now, Anna was mesmerized by her discovery. The skull seemed to have an unearthly power and aura. The girl's father, renowned adventurer and explorer, Frederick Mitchell Hedges, was certain it was old, very old. Now, Mitchell Hedges had spent the previous year excavating the great thousand-year-old ruined Mayan city at Lubatan and thought the skull which he labeled the Skull of Doom, a sinister ancient artifact used in religious rites. It's at least 3,600 years old, and according to the legend, was used by the high priest of the Maya when performing esoteric rites, he wrote in his autobiography in 1954. It said that when we willed death with the help of the skull, death invariably followed. It has been described as the embodiment of all evil. I do not wish to try and explain this phenomenon. 
Now, Hedges and his adopted daughter were not the only ones seduced by the skull's immense beauty and sinister, mysterious power. Later dubbed the weirdest gem in the world, those who have viewed the skull in person over the years attest to its strange ability to cast a spell on the beholder. Now, after Frederick Mitchell Hedges' death in 1959, the then middle-aged Anna would tour the crystal skull around the world, allowing private viewings for paying customers, of course. Now, countless TV programs, newspaper articles, and books would be produced, exploring the enigmatic artifact, principally through Anna's tireless promotion. What was once an obscure curiosity would soon become one of the most famous strangest objects in the world. Now, supporters would even start to claim that the skull had supernatural powers. Could it really read minds, heal the sick, or possibly predict the future? Was it, as some suggested, an ancient computer encoded with the wisdom of the lost civilization of Atlantis or even the works of aliens? Now, the legend of the skull was growing, fueled by the enduring mystery of its origins. But despite Anna's claims, a persistent group of skeptics had begun suspect the skull was a modern fake and Anna's story a fabrication. Now, go forward to 1970. In an attempt to dispel these doubts, Anna drafted in Hewlett-Packard to conduct tests on the skull as one of the world's leading experts in courts. Crystal, the firm was best placed to determine just when and how the extraordinary object had been created. Their findings? Well, they were a sensation. The skull was so finely constructed and finished that even the most modern tools would struggle to replicate it. Now, according to one member of the team, the skull shouldn't even exist. For many, this was proof that the skull had been produced by an advanced civilization lost to history, a culture with technology beyond what we have been, that we even have today. Anna seemed vindicated. Could it be she really was in possession of a mystical ancient artifact whose origins were lost in the midst of time? Fantastic, Fultz. Yeah, so, I mean, that's just, the, that's just a little bit of the basis now. That's talking about, in that story, just one in particular skull, but there have been skulls from all around the world, yes. So that was the Mitchell Hedges. That's the pretty much the, the most famous, if you will, skull. Launching the skull stories and such. But yeah, there is a skull in Paris. There's a skull at uh, Smithsonian. There's a skull in the uh, museum in Britain. I believe the the legend has it that there were 13 of them spread out all over the world. Right. I liked that when we were doing this research that we could find information that would go hand in hand. I don't want to say identically with the with the Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skulls, but people are identifying that if this does it can't be traced to how it's been made and it people have claimed to been hypnotized under its powers or that it just does possess some type of power it's pretty crazy it is and the indiana jones story it followed the legend pretty well it did it did it really did so uh you know spoiler alert the movie i think is almost 30 years old but i mean in indiana jones and the crystal skulls uh steve in pre-show you were describing it perfectly so why don't you go ahead everybody was hypnotized that guy right so uh, one of the characters' names is Loxley, and he was uh, 
crazy, so to speak. Nobody could really identify what it was. But what it was in the end was that he had spent too much time staring into the skull's eyes. And at one point, they have Indiana Jones strapped down to a chair. They put the skull in front of him, and they force him to stare into the skull's eyes. So that is uh, one of the properties of this particular skull in the way that it's, it is uh, cut. But it's also one of the things that goes along with quartz and crystals is that you can you can look into a crystal or quartz uh, quartz crystal at piezo uh, quartz crystals to be exact and it has a property where you can kind of stare into it and and kind of lose yourself or or maybe focus a little bit more on what's on your mind and that's not just the skull that's with any crystal uh, crystal quartzes have been used in meditation for years. Uh, people that practice yoga um, and people in general that, that that find clarity in having the crystal around for its energy and for its properties. I use. I have crystals. I have two crystals that it's said that when kept in combination with each other, and I keep them by my bedside, it keeps. Uh, it keeps negative people's not the word. It's more or less people that try and cling on to you for the wrong reasons. I guess we would say it's not that they're bad people, but they're trying to use you to their benefit. A stage four clinger. Yeah, exactly. So, and that can fall into any category. And you keep those on your bed, your bedside. Yeah. That's weird. My wife also has uh, crystals on her bedside. And one of them, I, I checked out this week uh, as we were doing the research. I, I picked it up is a clear quartz crystal, and there is definitely something to be said about them. And they they actually also s- surround us in many ways. Um, one of the most interesting things and and tidbits that I found was that the piezo quartz is in every microchip. Wow, that's interesting. It is. It's a, a layer that. It, is coated over top of the microchip and it connects all the little uh, diodes and all the pieces that are inside of a microchip and it, and it works uh, to process the unit so that the energy can flow through it. And it is a, a big part of the iPhone or for the smartphone. Right. Well, you know, and, and uh, you know, Steve's got some great information to go into on the smartphone, but I, uh, right before that, um, uh, I mean, crystals, uh, When I'm just trying to gather what the right word to say. When they were referring to that this could possibly be some type of uh, extraterrestrial creation because they can't track it back to any type of tool making it or, uh, or what civilization may have met or made it, maybe the Maya. But I think what's interesting about what Steve was saying about that microchips have, the, uh, have some type of quartz in it or, or crystal in it, well... If you remember, if you've been with us for a while, when we talked about things like uh, uh, Area 51 and, um, and, and the crash of Roswell, well, sh- shortly, within, within a year or so after Roswell, came out the uh, um, what, what is it? fiber optics fo- right. followed by the microchip. So is there some type of correlation in there? There definitely could be, it seems like. Well, I, I think that there is for sure with the uh, 
crystal skull. Sure. And I think that that technology not being prevalent before the crash and then us maybe somehow back engineering uh, what we found. Yeah. It could definitely be an answer. Yeah. I I find what's interesting with the story of the crystal skull is that now, of course, regardless of what topic you look up, you're going to find probably something contradictory to it or something negative about it. And the crystal skulls are no different. However, the negative press or reports or articles that have come out trying to debunk the crystal skulls, they really don't hold too much credibility because they try and say, okay, we've proved it. And for the lack of a better term, I'm paraphrasing that it just basically says, so we think, or that's the best theory that we have. You can't say we proved something and then say it's a theory. Right. They they may have said that they've proved it, but their word is really no better than the legend. Sure. Now you'd have to ask yourself this question too, if it is really something of uh, extraterrestrial origin, of course there would be the quote unquote fake news coming out the the debunking of real events right so to spin it in a way that anybody that talks about this uh thinks or everybody thinks that they're they're crazy or nuts but so with the uh the microchip and the quartz that's inside the microchip and the fact that quartz is a and crystals are a great way to save or uh store data or information and the amount that's in a microchip is minute. It's a very, very small amount that's in there. And these crystal skulls are actually bulky. There's some that are, you know, 30 pounds. Um, you could store the amount of data that we have collectively as a human race inside one of these crystal skulls. Correct. And there's 13 of them. And we really don't know how to access them yet. We really haven't gotten that far. We're using crystals in our technology now. They're the, actually the basis of our technology, using microchips and microprocessors that are filled with crystals. We, we've got our – we're in the right direction. Right. So, And if there's 13 of them, you know, I, I, I have to assume that they've all been together in the same place at the same time. If not, they should probably do that while looking into what it is that is encapsulated inside these skulls. Because, again, if you've been following us for a while, we did a show on the Akashic Records, which in a nutshell is all the information in the universe, all knowledge. Flowing. Yeah, that you can tap into. Are these earthly vessels that, when all brought together in some fashion or some manner, can somehow duplicate or resonate on the same level as the akashic records and then maybe project or project into your mind because people are saying that when they stare too deeply into it they're becoming almost hypnotized so along with staring into it the lcd screen that many tvs are made of is actually liquid crystal that's right it's uh put in between two thin pieces of glass that have silicon lining on it and it is projecting uh, the, through a system that is electronic where it's uh, coloring and using black in the backgrounds, but you find yourself staring into it. Yeah, and, and becoming what? Become hypnotized, become enthralled with everything that it has to offer, or maybe it's, maybe it's feeding you your biggest uh, pleasure, 
or maybe it's hypnotizing you to the fact of something that you're trying to avoid. Who knows? But what is it similar to, Steve? Well, it's it's a testament to the fact that these crystals have this drawing power that you can lose yourself into. So if they're inside every one of our smartphones and you've ever been in a restaurant anywhere in public and you look around at everybody in the restaurant and nobody's talking to each other. Everybody's just staring down at their phone. Everybody's looking at their phone. It just seems like everybody is hypnotized in a way. And I'm no different because I'm on my phone a lot. I work from my phone. There's times I have to put it down because I just can't look at it anymore. But, you know, I'm no different than anybody else. It's encompassing. And does the crystal inside, which powers the mechanism, have some type of draw or a spell to it within the content that you keep looking at. Because again, I think we may have mentioned this in the past that words are powerful and that's why it's called spelling. But as far as TV goes, they call it a TV program because is it programming us? I tend to think yes. I don't tend to watch too many mainstream anything, but there's something to it. It seems well, and Hewlett Packard kind of backed that up when they did their uh, their examination of the skull. They said that the light inside of the skull and the way that the skull is is uh, its properties is that it comes up and comes out of the eyes. So it would be natural to think that if the light is coming out of the eyes, that's where your eye would be drawn to look at on the skull. Sure, because. To have contact with another human or another species, you would be looking at each other for some type of verbal communication. So you would be eye level. Now, what we were talking about with uh, with LCD screens, while Steve was talking about that, I just want, I pulled some some interesting facts up real quick, just so that we could uh, just so you could hear like how complex it can be. Now, the silicon that we build our electronic circuits with is the is the seventh element in the universe and the second most abundant on the earth. Approximately a quarter of the earth's crust is silicone. As, as might be ex- expected, the semiconductor manufacturing industry is very broad and competitive. In 2013, global sales exceeded $300 billion. In an LCD, the, electri- the electric current is used to transform segments of liquid crystal from a transparent phase into an opaque one. These segments, typically in the form of dots or pixels, are individually modified to block or let through polarized light, generating light or dark points on the screen. In all LCDs, the liquid crystals are confined between two pieces of transparent glass or plastic, but not any plastic will do. If the glass or plastic has too much sodium or other alkaline ions, they will move to the surface where all humidity will be modify the pattern of of the electric field and therefore the alignment of the liquid crystal. To prevent this, LCD manufacturers use a borosilicate glass or apply a coating of silicon dioxide to the glass or plastic. That's cool. Wow, which leads me into my next thought, which has, to, has still to do with crystals having power. Uh, we talk about this gentleman a lot on our show, Bob Lazar. He, he was just in a documentary where he was uh, going back and talking about his experiences at S4. Now, during that, they were talking, he was talking about when he was hired to, as an engineer to work on these craft and figure out what powered them. Well, after a lot of time working there, he talks about a piece of crystal 
that actually powers these crafts and makes them uh, anti-gravity. But he said it comes in like a big, big chunk of crystal. Uh, and I don't believe that it's, uh, it's natural to, to this planet, but it, it also has to be a special device has to be used to cut it in such a way at such an angle that if it's not perfect, that piece of crystal will not power the, the ship. And they said, if it's cut wrong too, there could also be a huge explosion and take out everything. <laughs> oh man. So it's one of those things. It's almost like CERN. All right, let's smash these things in together. Might blow up the earth, but it might do something cool. Let's find out. And it powers the craft. Yeah, and then it powers the craft, and that's what makes it anti-gravity. So we're covering all these different things. I mean, smartphones, uh, your iPads, your television. and uh, In today's society, maybe, maybe Deep State has figured out, too, that well, we're using crystals. We can hypnotize the people and try and keep them uh, ignorant, if you will, and, and, and not informed about what's really going on in the world. Because I think... Uh, you know, after we've all been living through for the past five months a, an actual conspiracy theory of our own, I think our eyes have been opened up a little bit. And uh, who knows? They, they're they still trying to convince us of other things that we know that are not certain. So, you know, this doesn't this wouldn't surprise me at all if some in some secret facility somewhere the best way. Well, it's already been stated the best way to control the, uh, the people is through the media. So, again, then they came out, well, what about people when they're not at home? Well, we need them to be able to have things that they can watch all the time and find out information, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. So, uh, I mean, our, our enemies within are very corrupt and very brilliant and very smart. So, I wouldn't put it past them. I, dude, I really like the Lazar story. Um, and it's kind of it's coming together here. So, if you think about ancient aliens and maybe that the fact is uh, – we were visited as a people, as a race, humans were visited. It was many years ago and that that's depicted in ancient hieroglyphs and things that have been passed on. And maybe they were gifted these skulls, but maybe it's similar to the crystals that you were just talking about that powered their craft. Now, if they gave them the crystals in their raw form, I think that because we had not evolved at that point to where right. we are now, it could have gotten lost in the shuffle, but if they cut them into this ornate skull that really kind of enamored the people, then right. they would hold it in high regard. And especially being gifted from uh, star people, they would keep it and maybe worship it or pass it along as a religious artifact for years to come so that it would get us as far along as it has and that it still exists if it was just a raw piece of crystal it may have gotten lost but because it's so ornate we've kept it and kept it in high regards and now we're starting to use crystals for ourselves and figure out the power of these uh, piezo quartz crystals and I hope that someday we can evolve to the point where we can get the information stored in these crystals out of it. Right. It, it makes me think of, uh, again, back to Indiana Jones. In, uh, in the Raiders of the Lost Ark at the end, you see where Deep State keeps like just this warehouse with just crates and crates and crates of stuff that's kept from the public because it's they want it for their own power and or they and they don't want the public to know that it exists. And Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skulls, it starts no differently. They actually they're they're at Area Fifty One at the beginning of that movie and they want him to track down the Ark of the Covenant for them. They want him to identify well it was it was uh I believe like a a mummified alien 
Oh, that's right. right. That's it right. was highly magnetic. That's so right. Used those gunpowder. Right. Gun, so yeah. So they the, multiple references to Area Fifty One and Deep State in those movies. And as you all know, again, if you've been following us for a while, so the CIA has been implanted in in those in uh, Hollywood for years. Even uh, people gone on the record saying that CIA has gave pages to directors, but. So again, that brings it full circle into into more programming using the crystal. Uh, but Steve, you had a story. I, I think. do. It's a, a story about the power of the skull. So the the skull is also known as the skull of doom, and it's uh, the bringer of death. So this the story, and this this is like a, an offshoot of the legend, is that priests would use this skull. And the old priests would use it as a way to pass on information. So there would be a young priest and an old priest, and the time would come for the old priest to pass on all of his information to the young priest. So they would go to the altar and put the skull on top of the altar, and they would lay down next to each other in front of the altar with the skull above them. And they would allow this this process or this, this ritual to occur where the passing of information through the skull would occur from the old priest to the young priest. And as they laid there and, and the information passed, at the end of the ceremony, the young priest would be able to stand up and he would have the knowledge that came with the old priest. But at that same ritual, during the ritual, the old priest would die. Wow. So it's like it's like the it's like the circle of life, but with it being able to pass on ancient information into like a younger form to carry it on through the people. It carries it on, right. So that, that too is, is reminiscent of, of Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skulls because the knowledge was so great that the enemy Nazi, the woman, I don't recall her name, but when she gets there and all the skulls are the skull's been put back and they're starting to transform back into one entity, which is, it looks like a tall gray. She's staring into the eyes and she says, I want to know everything. Well, it gives her just that. It lets her know everything, but it also either A, costs her her life, or B, she ends up going into the parallel universe that these ETs go to. Because they say at the end, the one character says, where'd they go? Space? And the other says, no, they went to the space in between spaces. So a parallel universe or alternate universe. Right, so, multi-dimensional. So those people either got killed in the in the quest for ultimate knowledge because they couldn't pull themselves away, or they ended up in another dimension where these ETs live. Either way, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a good trade-off. No, it doesn't. But these skulls are fascinating, I'll tell you that. They are. Now, Steve, do you want to go over, I know uh, maybe this, uh, this is going to be maybe a shorter episode tonight as we, as we get back into uh, the swing of things. But uh, why don't you go over, you had a great list of, uh, of ways that quartz is used for healing or meditation and such. That's right. So the first way that it's, it's used is quartz is all around us from timepieces to lasers to jewelry. It conducts energy, which is why it's powerful to have around you. Whether you wear it on your body or you carry it in your pocket or have it sitting near you at work or at home, you have to notice the clarity that it brings when you're having meetings or if you're just at home. And that, that was all of them? That was number one. Oh, that was number one. Okay. I was like, wow, I thought you had more. So, okay, good. So, well, quartz is also a great stone to use for meditation. It will help thoughts flow more peacefully. 
and clearly because it is gentle yet powerful crystal. You can either hold it in your hand or you can use it at a focal point to view while you meditate. And that's why I keep them beside my bed because I'm meditating in my sleep, my dreams. So hopefully those crystals then are keeping what I want away. I think it would be a fantastic part of meditation. You and I have talked about uh, guided meditation on shows in the past and to uh, to have crystals around you, just kind of drawing the negativity away and, and adding to your clarity is fantastic. So I agree. Quartz is made of silicon and oxygen, which are two of the most abundant elements on the planet. This means it can help you align with your goals so they fit into the grand scheme of the universe. Bring a chunk of clear quartz with you everywhere you go to stay focused and clear. I like that. Well, there's also some like ancient temples and such that have been discovered that have either crystal inside or and or water inside. And these crystals are energizing the water. And people say that, I mean, they make pilgrimages to these places to, to, oh, yeah. to bathe in the water. And people claim that they are healed or that they no longer carry this dread along with them anymore. Is it placebo? Maybe, but it's you still can't say that it's not the courts because they wouldn't go there had it not be for the courts putting in this water to even create the placebo effect. So even in an indirect manner, the course is helping. Well, yeah. I mean, if they're walking away and they feel so different or some type of way about it, then it's definitely helping them. Yeah. Because courts is great for bringing clarity when you're, when you're overwhelmed, confused or need guidance. Uh, You hold it in your hand while you reflect and you see what insights may show up. It can also help you focus on a big vision. So having it around you when you brainstorm or daydream is a powerful way to feel the effects of clear quartz. And then we have, I think we have one more example. We do have one more example. You know, what I was just thinking is that with the the way that the the world is has these you know thir- the legend says 13 13 skulls spread out all over the world it it could be that they are some type of satellite system uh or some way to just spread out this knowledge or or these positive properties of the skulls throughout the entire world Right, because with thirteen, all of the points would be covered the whole way around the world. Similar to like our satellite system, they would be able That's to true. spread information. These these skulls being spread out the way that they are could spread the properties of the skulls or or whatever information lies within. Perfect Just thought there. So quartz will help you amplify any other healing work you are doing and multiply the power of any other crystals you are using. Wearing it during yoga having it nearby when you're getting a massage and carrying it with you during any body, mind or spirit modalities can create a stronger experience. I think that that's interesting to the fact that if you're wearing quartz during yoga, because that makes me think, okay, well, yoga is really intense. And sometimes you can do like really hot yoga and you're sweating. So then that quartz is energizing what the water in your body, the sweat. And then, so that leads to back to the people making pilgrimages to these temples because the quartz inside is supposedly giving the water magical quote unquote properties. There's definitely something to it. And our, and our bodies are, you know, we're basically cucumbers with anxiety. I mean, we're not like 80% water. And so, salt and crystalline salt. Exactly. So, and, and that's what I like to tell people when, when they, 
when they people joke around, oh, it's a full moon. Well, the moon controls the tides, and we're 80% water. So if you don't think that the moon has an effect on our behavior, well, you better think again. Yes, ask an ER nurse. They'll always tell you when it's a full moon. Definitely. Yeah, I've had those conversations. It's pretty interesting. So what do you think, Steve? Uh, that's the legend of the skulls and, and the different interpretations on how skulls and crystals can be used throughout, well, our world, at least, until we can uncover the information within. I'm, I'm still so excited about it. I'm really glad we got to talk about it. And I really uh, i am enjoying this uh, trip down the information highway, but I, I feel like I need more. I feel like I, I may need to... Uh, somehow get a crystal so that i can feel yeah feel what they can be really expensive right i i i I just i i gotta check it out a little bit more yeah i mean there's some cool shops in our area where you can go and you can hang out and they got some really awesome crystals but uh i have to say uh i'm excited to be back uh we've been off working on uh freedom fest and our set for freedom fest and but now we're back we're gonna have uh more regular shows and we got some great material coming up so you definitely want to hang with us and uh we're gonna be in the process of trying to get some of our uh, live shows back up and see if we can't uh, connect with some of y'all because yeah, we had I'm, so much fun at freedom fest i missed you guys yeah totally so uh, spread the word about Subtle Beast. Follow us on uh, on social media. Tell your friends about it. Share uh, share our podcast with everybody. And uh, until next time, I'm Volt and I'm Steve, and we'll see you next time. Take care of one another. Bye bye.